How do we understand what Scripture really says? That's the question we're discussing today on the Hero of the Story presented by The Gospel Project. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Hero of the Story, a podcast to help you focus on the gospel in every area of your life and ministry. I'm Brian DeBozik, Managing Editor of The Gospel Project, and with me is Aaron Armstrong, our brand manager. So Aaron, today we are talking about the doctrine called illumination of Scripture. Um, again, as we said in the intro, it's really just this question of how do we understand what Scripture really, what it truly means. So as always, why don't you start us off by reading the 99 Essential Doctrine that we have crafted about this doctrine? Sure. So here is what our basic description of the illumination of Scripture says. Because of the vast difference between God's wisdom and ours, and because of human humanity's sinful state, human beings are incapable on our own of fully grasping spiritual truth without being aided by the Holy Spirit through the process of illumination. When it comes to understanding the meaning of God's Word, Christians do not rely ultimately upon human reason in the process of interpretation, nor do we rely solely upon an institution or body of scholars. Instead, a Christian's ultimate reliance is upon the work of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, who illuminates the scriptures in the heart and the mind. So, yeah, so that's how, our doctor. How would you boil that down? Um, so basically what that means is, is that although, um, you know, although interpretive methods are helpful and value and help us gain insight, and although the works of 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 past scholars and um, and institutions are helpful and allow us to gain insight. Ultimately, how we uh, how we truly come to understand what Scripture says is through the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and so He opens our hearts and minds and brings us uh, an understanding of the Bible. Yeah, and as, as we're going to talk about in a few minutes, I'm sure, and you just said, and it's it's written in that essential doctrine, the illumination of Scripture, this doctrine does not mean that we do not take advantage of these other tools and resources. Um, we can take this too far and think, well, I don't need any of those. All I need is the Bible and the Holy Spirit, and and that's good enough. And, and yeah, it's true in one sense. I mean, you mm-hmm. could the proverbial man on the deserted island, you can be dropped on a deserted island just with the Bible and the Holy Spirit and and you can study God's word efficiently. Mm-hmm. However, these other tools are great resources to help support us. So we we would not reject those other tools, of course, but they are um they they sit at the feet of the Holy Spirit as he is the primary one who opens our minds and hearts. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So l- let's look at where do we see this in scripture? Um, I, I can think of, of one place uh, mm-hmm. that stands out to me, and it's, it's in John uh, 14, 15, 16, in that window, where you have this, uh, this teaching of Jesus in the upper room, um, the upper room discourse, it's, it's often called. And this, of course, is, is leading into uh, the rest of Jesus. This is in his final days before the crucifixion. And he's kind of teaching his disciples um, some important truths, reminding them of many truths and teaching them truths about what's going to be happening and about what it looks like to follow him. And so he leans heavily into the Holy Spirit in this section. Yeah. Um, and he talks about that he's going to give them the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit will do. And if you look at a couple of different sections of that, John 14, 15 through 18, 
16, chapter 16, 7 through 15 specifically, we see that Jesus says that the Holy Spirit will come. And one of the things he will do is he will bring understanding to the disciples. Um, and so that's one area where we see one of the ministries, one of the many ministries of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is to guide us to understand truth as revealed in scripture. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Another place in scripture that we that we see this is in 1 Corinthians chapters 1 and 2 and uh throughout the book or throughout these these two chapters uh Paul is basically going on the offensive against these uh so-called super apostles and um the the really the pride of the the Corinthian church where they are um where they they've had these things fed into them um, and he's he's fighting against this idea of human wisdom versus spiritual wisdom, and um, and that spiritual wisdom, that that wisdom from God, all se- may seem like foolishness to the world, but it's wiser than wiser than wisdom, and that ultimately it only comes from uh, from God Himself. And he caps it off. Um, Saying the spiritual person, uh, this is in uh, chapter two, verse fifteen. The spiritual person, however, can uh, can evaluate everything, and yet he himself cannot be evaluated by anyone. For who has known the Lord's mind, and that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ, and so um, and so. This is this big idea that um, um, you can't know what a um, he says you you can't know a person's thoughts except his spirit with except his spirit within him. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. So, if we want to know the thoughts of God, we have to we have to have the spirit of God to tell us those thoughts and to help us understand those thoughts. Um, and because we have the Holy Spirit in us, if we have repented and believed in Christ, um, then we have, as Paul says, the mind of Christ, which means that we can understand those things. Yeah, and that's a really important, I think that 1 Corinthians 1 and 2 passage uh, is really important because we know that an unbeliever can pick up the Bible and read it and understand it to some level, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I remember as a freshman in college, I took an intro to Bible course. It was a Christian college. We'll put Christian in air quotes. Um, The professor was clearly not a Christian. She was a humanist. And so she taught the Bible more as literature. She knew what the Bible said. She understood it on that level. She could understand a lot of the symbolism behind it and so forth, but she didn't understand it the way she needed to understand it. She yeah. was not regenerate. She was not saved. And so she's kind of the human wisdom Paul's talking about. She's bringing that to bear, but that, that's not sufficient. Um, she needed the Holy Spirit. She needed to be redeemed. She needed the Holy Spirit to open her mind and her heart to really what the Bible is about. It's it's true message yeah. to understand it truly. And so that's the, the thing. We, we can have unbelievers read this book and understand it, but, but it's only by illumination. It's only by the Spirit's wisdom that we can actually and do understand it the way God intends it for it to be understood. Yeah, and and just to to add on to that, I mean, we do have to we do have to honestly recognize that non Christians truly can understand this book to to a certain extent and can ex- and understand it to a to a very like can actually get really close to the whole yeah. thing. Um, I mean, I think about I think about Christopher Hitchens, the 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 
noted, yeah. um, you know, he was one of the the key figures in the very brief new atheist um, publishing movement uh, back in the early mid two thousands, and he was um, vehemently opposed to Christ, and yet. He, I remember him in a panel discussion with um, a so-called progressive Christian leader who had functionally denied every single thing in that is essential to the Christian faith, um, who they were on this panel together and she was trying to um, paint the two of them as being on the same side. And that, and that her Christianity was a Christianity that he would be welcomed in. And he just outright said, Christians, be- like the key of Christianity is that Christ died for the sins of the world and rose again on the third day. If you don't believe that, then you are not in any way, shape or form a Christian. So when an atheist can understand that and understand it to that degree, um, that's what we talk about when we say we don't. Um, we don't ignore what, um, we don't ignore what our, um, our plain interpretive senses are, our regular understanding of what, um, of how to read a book, um, the works of others, uh, the works of scholars, any of these kinds of things. We honor those things and we, we recognize that those do give us wisdom and they give us truth, but they don't always take us all the way. Um, so, yeah, and, and that's a good word. It takes us to uh, the caution that I would offer when we this doctrine, and it's it's mm-hmm. basically what you just said that we're we're not we're not passive in this, right? Um, because the Holy Spirit illuminates us, we we don't just open the Bible up and say, "All right, Holy Spirit, teach me what I need to know." Um, as you just said, there there we need to use proper Bible study techniques and tools um, and, and do that work as we are diving in, but we're trusting that there's the Holy Spirit who will guide us to this truth, who will help us understand. And and I think that that critical difference is um, not only will we understand it through the Holy Spirit's prompting and guidance, it will stir our affections. Yeah. It, it will change us. That that's what Hitchens was never able to experience. Right. Um, for the believer, though, it's the Holy Spirit. It's not just about us understanding it so that we can win Bible trivia games. Mm-hmm. It's about us understanding this to know the heart of God and to love Him more and to live for Him uh, more. And so that is what the Holy Spirit is driving us toward. That's where we need the Spirit uh, to, to do the work in our minds and hearts so that we can say, right, I understand what it's saying here. Now, let me let me think through, let me pray through, where am I not living this out? Where am I failing to to um, to, to live the truth of, of what I'm reading here? And let the Holy Spirit convict us of sin as needed. Let the Holy Spirit encourage us as needed, prompt us to act and so forth. That's really what it means to understand God's work. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that the Holy Spirit um, is part of. But again, that caution is we're not passive in this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, along with this, one of the things that that um, is a caution that, we, that, that comes with this doctrine is recognizing uh really recognize that words matter and so um it's very common for christians to say things like god told me or god said to me 
these kinds of things. And um, we, we need to be careful when when we use words like that, because th- those have a very distinct and specific meaning. Um, very often what um, what we need to recognize is or what we can failingly interpret as saying God told me X, Y, Z is is really the Holy Spirit working in us through the through this process of illuminating the text to us, helping us to understand it. Um, in a in a biblical sense, it's not telling us something that isn't in Scripture. It's yep. it's helping us understand what is there, and so um, so prompting us to think to think through this in terms of application, um, in terms of. Um, you know, really recognizing how this how this text um, changes us and changes how we live in light of the gospel. That's that's what we're we're talking about here with this. Um, so, so yeah. the Holy Spirit's work is not separate from what God is doing in Scripture. This is more the completion of the Holy Spirit's work in us through th- through Scripture. Exactly. So that's that's a good place to transition to our final question that we always want to to kick around in, mm-hmm. in these conversations, and it is, what difference should this doctrine make? And we've already alluded to to change lives. Um, that's the ultimate difference. But mm-hmm. um, a couple other areas where we should see this doctrine impacting us. Uh, one I can think of is that that this doctrine should should foster within us deep humility. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, it's it's not a matter of how smart we are as as we study scripture. It's you know, as we come to better understanding of scripture, we should not puff out our chest and say, well, "Look how smart I am! I, I've got this figured <laughs> out." Um, it, it's you mean it's I need not to stop that. doing may, that. Yeah, you need to stop. I've been meaning to have an intervention with you. Oh, fine. Um, it, it it's you know, you may be smart, um, and but that's not the reason why you attain this understanding. It's because the Holy Spirit's uh, guidance of that. There are incredibly, Hitchens was an incredibly brilliant guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet he fell short because it's the Holy Spirit as we, we've talked about. So as we study scripture, as we come to, to deeper understanding of scripture, we always have to understand it's a gift of God's kindness to us that we understand what we understand. Yeah. What about you? Do you see any other differences this yeah. doctrine should make? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one of the one of the biggest things is that this this doctrine should give us great hope. Um, so often we we hear people talk about how the the scriptures are just so hard to understand, and mm-hmm. and we've talked before about um, about a sister doctrine to this called the clarity of scripture, and how that how God has, um, God has has ordained that the scriptures would be uh, basically clear so that you could use so that you could use basic interpretive tools to get at the essential messages of of the scriptures the the beautiful thing about this doctrine is that it takes us the rest of the way there and so it ultimately means that because of the Holy Spirit um, there's no part of scripture that is outside of our grasps or out of outside of our grasp within the um, within the limits of the of of how God has has, built and wired each one of us. We're not saying that ev- that this means that everyone understands to the same degree, um, yeah. but 
that true truth will always come through and that um, the spirit is going to give you all that you need to live a life of holiness and godliness and and faithfulness. Yeah, that's, that's a good word. And and again, I, I you can echo this as, as well, Aaron, that I think back to uh, my city of scripture in years past um, and just think about the times I struggled with certain things or didn't understand a certain uh, passages or doctrines and see God's kindness that he has helped me to grasp, not fully, but more deeply, um, many of these truths, many of these doctrines and passages. And it, and it just gives me that confidence, that hope is as you were sharing that, yeah, I can keep pressing in, I can keep going on. And, and even those most challenging of passages are attainable because of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I, I think one uh, other uh, one other takeaway, one other difference this this doctrine should make is in our evangelism. Mm-hmm. Um, just just as is ultimately not up understand the fullness of scriptures, the work of the Holy Spirit, that is the same truth when it comes to evangelism. We know we have been called, we're responsible for sharing the gospel, just like we're responsible for studying and using proper techniques and tools. Uh, but ultimately evangelism, the results of evangelism do not depend on us at all. Mm-hmm. When we share the gospel with somebody, we cannot we cannot be smart enough to lead somebody to Christ. We cannot be passionate enough to lead somebody to the Christ. Yep. Ultimately, it is the Holy Spirit working in his or her heart that we are sharing with that will do that. And so this, uh, this helps us, I think, understand that other uh, spiritual discipline that that we do of evangelizing, of sharing the gospel with others and trusting the Holy Spirit. So when we share the gospel with somebody and they do not respond, at least it does not seem that they do, we, we don't beat ourselves up. Mm-hmm. We rest in, in the Holy Spirit's work. We rest in the sovereignty of God. You know, and conversely, Aaron, if we do share the gospel with somebody and they do come to Christ, we don't pat ourselves on the back because of, of our efforts, because we are smart enough or, or you know, we, we were so impassioned in, in our sharing of the gospel with them. No, it was the work of the Holy Spirit that, that moved them, that stirred them. And so we humbly thank God that he has worked in his or her life, this person's life. And we're grateful for, for God doing what he does in evangelism, recognizing the Holy Spirit's ministry. Awesome. That is a great point, Brian. Um, And really, I think that is, um, in addition to being something that we all need to really take home and and own fully that that all of our efforts in in evangelism, they're all the work of the Spirit, that that the Spirit is going going to be the one who brings forth this truth in in their their hearts and minds. I think yeah. that I don't think that there's a anything better that we can leave on for this conversation. No, so I, th- I think that's a good that's a good place. I, I hope yeah. this conversation isn't helpful to our listeners. I know I always enjoy kicking these things around with you. And mm-hmm. so, thanks for listening to today's episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do leave a sincere five star rating and review on Apple Podcast or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And for more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com. 